You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I am your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. On today's episode, we, well, we are talking about a lot. And I say that because we're not just talking about the topic at hand, which is, you know, the idea of why men should do all the work, which I know that that's what it seems like. They have to do all the work in dating. What's the deal? You're going to be hearing my opinions on this, my thoughts, and hopefully, you know, give you a new mindset, a new outlook on how this all works. But also, like I said, there's a lot more to today's episode. We're taking questions from people who uh, have joined this live, because that's what you're going to be listening to today, a live that I did a year ago, which is really good. And I wanted to share it with you on the podcast. So you're going to hear some people who call in. You're going to hear questions from people who are uh, watching the live. So we just go into a ton of different topics. But yes, the main one about why do men have to do all the work in dating? So you're going to get a lot out of today. Now, I wanted to let you know that while we have to do all the work, I like to think, and maybe I'm just biased here because I am a man, maybe you agree with me that it's kind of nice that we have to do the work. It is, or at least seemingly that way. It seems that way. Like, you know, we have to do the approaching. We have to do the one leading the relationship. We have to learn how to flirt and all this stuff. I like that. I like that because that gives us a lot more control. It does. It gives us a lot more control. Yes, at default, we have less options than women. Women have more options at default. So they have a new set of struggles that they're dealing with. But I like the idea of being the one who gets to choose, who gets to pick, who gets to be assertive and working on that, in my opinion, even though it is work, it does result in becoming a better version of yourself. Like you become a stronger version of yourself. You become more self-actualized. You become a better human. You build your personal development. Women don't have to learn how to go and approach men. They don't have to get and face all those rejections. Some guys may think, well, that's unfair. I think, great, we get to do something that's hard that builds ourselves up. And that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Now, you don't have to do that much work if you end up learning how to do some shortcuts. And I have some shortcuts that are available, which are, well, for one, my coaching program, the Trip Advice Accelerator program, where guys have been getting results every single week. I quote, this one is from Kevin. He said, I'm getting dates now, which is great. I recommend this to someone who doesn't know how to approach women. He is 29 years old. This one is from Russ, who's 49. He says, I feel in control. It's a priceless feeling to not be intimidated by a beautiful woman. It's really effective. Here's Nicholas, 23 years old. Now I have a girlfriend. I wouldn't be where I am now without the coaching program. Here's Sunil, 30 years old. My dating has improved 15 times better. I'm getting a lot of matches now. Every week I'm seeing two new women. So whether you're in your early 20s or you're in your 50s, speaking of, here's Michael, 50 years old. I'm having much better success with online dating and getting second, third, and fourth dates. I got a system that works. These are all real testimonials. Uh, By the way, if you want to see those, just go to coachedbytrip.com slash results, 
And you can see all of those right there and watch and, and understand how effective the TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program is. If you want to learn more about it, book a call with my team. You might even get me on the phone because I'm taking these calls too. If you go to tripadvicecoaching.com and you'll see there, you can book a call and we are taking calls anywhere from now in the next three days. We will chat with you about how coaching works and we will help you discover how we can get you to a place where you want to be with dating. More matches, more dates, more confidence, having more choice with dating. This is what we do over here at the Trip Advice Accelerator Coaching Program. So check that out. Link is in the show notes. You can also get the course called Hooked, which is my eight to 10 hour course that you can go through and learn my TED formula for building attraction if you wanted to do it on your own. So lots of options for you. And even though, like I said, it's some work, it's a lot better to take some nice shortcuts. All right, check those out. Let's get into today's fun live, starting with talking about why do men have it so hard? Why do men have to do all the work in dating? Why? Well, first of all, why am I bringing this up? The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I get a lot of comments, probably on a weekly basis, at least on a weekly basis, where guys say to me that they are pissed. They have to do all of the work when it comes to dating. Women don't have to do any of the work, you know, because I'm always preaching on here that guys have to be the one to approach and guys have to be the one to set up the date. And I guess if you're if you're listening to dating advice, if you're a guy who's listening to dating advice, naturally, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to be hearing a lot of things that you have to do as a guy. So I understand why you might be hearing advice from me and from my thousand videos and my 700 episodes on my how to talk to girls podcast of like, whoa, sounds like I got to do a lot of work. You're telling me I got to, I got to be the one who's assertive. I got to step into my masculinity. I got to make money. I got to groom myself. I got to dress well, all the different stuff. So the first thing I want to bring up here, and I think what, what people men, I should say, fail to understand is that as much as I tell you what to do and all the things that you have to do, you're forgetting one very important thing. Without you even really being aware of it or being conscious of it, what you're doing is you're also rejecting women all the time for things that they might not be doing. So what do I mean? Well, if you're swiping or you see a girl out and you, you have an opportunity to talk to her, maybe you go to a bar, I don't know, you see a lot of women, right? Well, you might not take the opportunity to go and talk to her because maybe she, she's not attractive to you. Or maybe you go on a date with the girl, you ever go on a date and you're like, man, this girl's lame. That was, that was a terrible date. I never want to see this woman again. Real quick, shout out on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. How many of you guys have been on a date where you're like, that date sucked? Just say yes, okay? 
Also, get those likes up. If we're on YouTube right now, get those likes up. I want to see a lot of likes here. If you're watching, that means you must like this. Hit that like button. So what you're doing essentially is you're rejecting a woman. So I wonder if she could have done something better to be able to attract you. So first you have to understand that no matter what, both men and women, they are both either, I don't know, putting in the work or not putting in the work. It's not necessarily that every woman gets a shot with every single guy, just like a guy doesn't get a shot with every woman. Now, I do believe that women have, most women, even average women, especially these days, have more of a chance with more men than maybe an average guy. We can get to that in a little bit. But my point being here is that it's not necessarily that men have to do all the work. There are roles. Someone said here earlier something about uh, evolution and how nature works. Yes, this is how nature works. Men have certain roles in the dating game. Women have certain roles in the dating game. Okay? So what that means is that people are going to either be doing their part or not, and that is going to affect the way they end up in the sexual marketplace, so to speak. And if you're doing all the things as a man that you need to do, then you will have more opportunity with more women. And if you don't do those things, you'll have less opportunity. Same thing goes with women. Now, this is where it gets confusing. It gets confusing because I do tell guys, and one of the roles for a guy, if he wants the best shot at being able to meet more women, one of the roles of the guy is to be more assertive, to make the first move, to ask her out, to do the approaching, all that stuff. So, of course, it appears that way where because you're doing a lot of the initiating, it seems like the women don't have to do the work. Well, they're doing some work. I mean, they're looking good. That's probably why you're swiping on them or you're talking to them. Right. So I don't I, I guess I, it seems weird to have to explain this, but I guess I will because you probably already know this is. You first are going up or swiping on a woman because you think she's physically attractive. And then what happens from there is then you assess out her personality to find out if she's a cool girl. Right. If she's sweet, if she's feminine, if she's fun to talk to, easy to talk to, all of those things. So your looks for a man come first. And then you go from there. So that is something that a woman has to be working on. She always has to be working on how to look her best. And then, of course, when she's on the date, how to be the kind of woman that's going to be attractive to the man, the men out there. Um, we don't have to go too deep into that because we're not here to help out the women today. We're out here to help out the men. As you can see right here, if you're on YouTube, you see down there, there's a link to coaching. Coaching is where you can get help with someone on my team or myself to be able to help you and coach you through the process of meeting and attracting more women. For those of you on TikTok and Instagram, it is coachedbytrip.com. And one of the reasons besides self-promotion, why I'm saying this is because I work with a lot of guys who are very wealthy. For the past 10 years, I've worked with 
more than a handful of men who were very wealthy. Some even millionaires, well, many millionaires. And so I love it how a lot of guys say, just be rich. Yes, of course, wealth helps. Being wealthy, having money helps. Those things are very attractive to a woman. But do you understand? I, I really don't think everyone understands this. That you can have all the money in the world, and that doesn't mean that you have the skills to be able to attract a woman. Why do I have so many guys who are wealthy come to me and my team and ask for help? Women don't just flock to guys because they're rich. Plus, if you're not putting yourself out there, then nothing's going to happen, right? Okay. So Alex, this is a good question here. How do I raise my sexual market value? What are the three main areas? Okay, well, I'll give you a few areas. So question here on YouTube, how do I raise, as a man, how do I raise my sexual market value? So one is having a job that is producing enough money to be able to live a lifestyle that's going to be somewhat attractive to a woman on the bare level, okay? So no... You're not going to raise your sexual market value by living at home with your parents. You're not going to raise your sexual market value by uh, these days making pop wel- welfare, making uh, you know under I don't know twenty five thousand dollars a year. You have to have something going on in your life. Usually, some sort of at least being passionate about your work. But what happens when you're passionate about your work? You usually, make more money. So that will raise your sexual market value. Now, another way is by your looks. So if you're obese, coming down to a level where your body fat isn't so high, making sure you put on some muscle and the more fit you are, the more, the higher your sexual market value is going to be. And then another way to raise your sexual market value, one of the things that I talk a lot about here on TripAdvice is being able to learn how to have the skill set to communicate to a woman, to trigger emotions in a woman, to understand how to be more charismatic and understand how flirting, how building tension through conversation really work. So your behavior So there's three areas, guys. Let's start to take notes. Three areas in terms of building attraction. Let's call it the the hierarchy, okay? So kind of like the food pyramid. So you have on the bottom, you have uh, looks, money, grooming, all the things that are what I would call the outer qualities, right? So the outer qualities. And then above that, you have what I would call behavior. So stuff that I teach here at TripAdvice, the way that you communicate with a woman, the way that you are able to basically build attraction through conversation, personality, right? Because you could be as rich as you want but if you don't know how to communicate with a woman, like a lot of the guys who work with Trip and all the guys on my team, nothing's going to happen. 
So that's behavior. And then at the top, we'll call that status. So status is at the top. So status, which means you are someone who, I mean, a rock star, for example. Because status usually trumps all. If you're a guy who maybe you're not very charismatic with women, or you're not very handsome, but you're like an actor, a celebrity, someone with status, a big politician, whatever it is, that's the most powerful because of social proof. Women are going to be attracted to you because you have that status and because other women are attracted to you. The bottom line is, people fight over this all the time, by the way. I feel like I bring this up almost every live, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. People like to say that, look, no, it's looks, it's money. It's looks, it's money. I agree, by the way. But the bigger picture is it's everything. So that's what you have to understand. If you're going to take anything away from today, it's everything. It's your looks, it's your money, it's your behavior, it's your personality, it's your status. So all of it is important. And you technically want to be always working on all of it. Okay, so what I mean is you want to be working on always looking your best, always dressing your best, always being groomed well, always having a good haircut that matches the shape of your face and the type of hair that you have. Did I already say working out, going to the gym? So those are things that you should always be working on. I don't know why any man wouldn't want to do that because when you look your best, you feel your best, right? So you should always be working on that. Always be working on your, on your career and moving up because all that's really good. It's going to build your self-esteem. You're going to feel really good about yourself when you're, when you're working or you're passionate about something. So you're always working on that. And then when you learn how to be able to communicate with a woman, they call it game, right? Personality. When you learn all that stuff, that stuff can go a little quicker. You don't necessarily have to work on that for your whole life. That's something I believe you can work on within about a solid three months to at least a year, maybe two years, working on going out, talking to women, understanding how to build tension with them, how to have engaging and fun conversations, how to lead a date, all that stuff. Stuff that we teach in the coaching program here at TripAdvice. That stuff can be worked on. And then status, I mean, listen, not everyone's going to be a celebrity. Not everyone's going to be having uh, a high... St- well, I mean, a lot of people do have now still social media gives you status. But again, that's not really what you have to do. If you have that, great. If not, it's not the end of the world. I believe that one of the most effective parts of this kind of attraction hierarchy is going to be working on your personality and behavior. Would growing your mindset also build your value? I mean, building a stronger mind, mentally tough, confident. Okay, so would growing your mindset also build your value? I mean, building a stronger mind, mentally tough, confident. Absolutely. Because think about it. If you're mentally tough, if you're confident, if you know how to fight through adversity, if you know how to work hard, that's, well, first of all, that's going to be attractive to women just in general because confidence is always going to be attractive to women. But 
Also, those things are going to lead to what? It's going to lead to you probably creating a better and more attractive life for yourself. So if you are someone who is always working on your mental toughness, your confidence, I call it uh, really stepping into the unknown. So if you're practicing stepping into the unknown quite a bit, you become more confident and build self-esteem. Confidence is built through competence plus stepping into the unknown. The more and more you do things that are hard or scary, the more confident you'll feel and the easier it will be to continue to do things that are scary. So in a, in a sense, on this macro level, things become, everything becomes a little less scary because you're so used to doing things outside of your comfort zone. So yeah, it's only going to be helping you. That was a great question. My mom lives with me. I take care of her. Do you think women will look down on me? Um, no. However, do you want to know how to, how to switch that around? Do you want to know how to make yourself more valuable? So this guy said he lives with his mom. He takes care of her. So I would work toward you having a place of your own and your mom lives with you. See the difference there, by the way? See the difference between you live at home because you're taking care of your mom versus you have a place and she's at your place and you're taking care of her? So that will look better. Yes, someone said, yes, I believe women date guys more in behavioral-based rather than material-based. A lot of guys mess up with women due to their behavioral actions. Yeah, I mean, listen, women are judging you on it all. Again, back to the core concept of today's topic. You're judging them, for lack of a better word. I don't know if I have a better word. So for now, you're judging them based on the things that you find attractive. She's judging you based on the things that she finds attractive. Someone asked a very broad question. I'll attempt to answer it here on TikTok. Why do people fall out of love or lose feelings after months of being in a relationship? I mean, there's a million reasons. I can't really answer that. I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, like, there's, there's so many different reasons. Um, after months, I mean, after months of being in a relationship, I would say probably one of the bigger causes of, of that to go down is going to be like, you're just learning about the person. Right. So if you're breaking up before a year, because technically within 18 months, you're in what's called the honeymoon phase. And so if you're breaking up before then, it's hard to say exactly what, but something happened where they. You probably had something that you did, something based on your behavior that made you or made her or whoever in the relationship unattracted. Adam, what's up, Adam? He says here, do you have it all figured out before dating or can you figure it together? I don't know what that means. Ask again. Be more specific. Someone asked, do you think the world and society would be a better place if social skills were taught in school or at home? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. My job wouldn't exist. My job as a coach would not exist if 
they did teach this stuff. I, I don't know why they, they I, I don't, I'm not sure why they don't do it. I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. I don't know. I don't talk to, I should maybe talk to some teacher friends about it. I'm not sure. I don't know why they don't talk about social skills at school. I don't know why they don't talk about how to, how to make, oh, wow. I just had a revelation here for a second. They don't even teach you how to make friends at school. Isn't that interesting? No classes on relationships, how to keep a friendship, how to be a good friend, how to make new friends, how to have difficult conversations with friends who are not good friends. That is so important to life. And instead, they're just shoving geometry down our throats. It's, uh, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? It kind of makes you frustrated. It makes me frustrated. Like, they don't teach that. They don't teach you how to have a, a good marriage or find a partner. They don't teach you how to resolve fights with friends and relationships. They don't teach you, by the way, there has been so much data and studies that have been done on how marriages last, why marriages last, the reasons why some do. This is very teachable. Look up a book called, really honestly, look up anything by John Gottman. If any of you are interested in learning about how to have a successful relationship based on science, I want you to look, buy any book, get any book on Kindle from John Gottman. All right, here we go. Someone said here on Instagram, I'm a teacher. We don't talk about emotions because of the parents. A lot is other states. I'm in Los Angeles. Parents complain about not learning, so they just want more and more academic work. Well, there you go. There's one answer. And then he had a little cry emoji. I'm with you, man. Good questions here by King. Would you consider having game just being good socially or being able to just have conversational skills, being socially calm, present, being able to talk in general? Well, yeah, but also when we talk about the word game, we're really talking about how to communicate with women. So it's kind of all the above. You want good conversational skills, socially calm, being present, being able to have small talk, big talk, being able to flirt with a woman, being able to build those emotions within her that make her say like, whoa, I like this guy. I want to be with this guy, right? I see the comedy in this. Someone said here on YouTube, I'd show my face, but I don't want to crack my computer screen. I get that that's a joke, but really be careful here with, uh, with self-deprecation. I just want you guys to know that Self-deprecation, it doesn't, it might be funny with friends. Self-deprecation is not attractive. Like women don't like that. And you know what what self-deprecation is? It's being passive aggressive with yourself. I've never said it that way, but that's a really great way to describe it. Being self-deprecative, if I've said that correctly, That's being passive aggressive with yourself and you're lowering your value. So be careful with that guys. I know, again, I know this is a joke here, but it just, it kind of brings that up to me. Someone said, I have good social skills with friends, but end up in the friend zone too, by being too nice, but have anxiety issues too. So I'm struggling to know how to change the way I talk to women. Well, you have to understand how to flirt. 
Because whatever you're doing, Dave, you're just treating her like a friend instead of flirting. You're probably not being very challenging to her. You're probably doing kind of nice guy tendencies that make you look fake. I just actually just put an Instagram reel about this. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. This is cool. This is very cool. Uh, Who else is here? Who else is here? Uh, 77 other people. That show their face? or Yeah. Where are you, uh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from uh, Iowa, but I live in Philly. Cool. How old are you? Uh, 26. Cool. What's your question, man? How can I help you? It's like I have uh, someone that I'm interested in, and it seems like someone else is also interested in me, but it's always like, yeah, 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 let's try to set up something, but it's when there is something that is planned, oh, something comes came up or whatever the excuse is, you know, happens once, that's okay. Um, you know, the second time, it's like, it's pretty vague. It's still not like concrete. Like, I guess it's like, how can you uh, be more assertive with it and not like, I don't know, wait for another message, I guess, or signal, if that makes sense. Okay, what was the last piece of yeah. communication that you guys had? It was just basically, you know, how was your weekend type of small talk? Okay, over text? Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't be having small talk over text. You should be asking them to meet up with you and you should be doing dates. Yeah, for, yeah, sure. for sure. I guess, like, I my know, question so, is... So what happens, what happens when... You, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess my question is, it's like... Uh, do you have to, like, if someone's not being as, you know, giving the same energy to set something up, should you, like, wait for another signal or should you just keep being persistent with it? I would not be persistent with it. I would be the one to, you should be the one to be asking them out, okay? If they don't reciprocate, well, we'll say this. If they don't agree to a date, they're just not interested, right? They're just not that into you. So... I would be done with the woman and not be persistent if she's not agreeing to go on a date with you because you shouldn't be dealing with any women that have a low level of interest. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. 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 So if a woman's, it's funny because you're kind of saying it like she's not reciprocating or putting in that same effort more. So she just doesn't seem to really be wanting to see you. Is that right? She's not agreeing to see you. Well, have you tried? Yeah. yeah no, it, no, it just, it just I, guess, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, it's like, like, you know, flaking on or not flaking, not coming oh, through. Oh, she flaked on you. Well, not flaked, but it was, a, it was mainly uh, not coming through on the first date, per se, like something came up or whatever. And then, so then did you guys reschedule to hang out again? Yeah, but it was that's left pretty loose though. That's a thing. That's where I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't be loose. I mean, okay. you need you and every other guy needs if if you want to if you want to date and meet women, you got to be filtering for women that have a high level of interest. So women mm-hmm. that are going to show up to dates and respond to that. And the second they're not, you have to move on because I don't yeah. want you to be a desperate guy. 
No, for sure. And I don't want you to, a lot of guys think it's like, oh, this is like hard to get or, oh, I've heard this advice. Like I should be persistent. And then you might hear from some, you know, random anecdotal story where a woman says, no, my, I was dating a guy once and he was persistent and now we've been married for 32 years. It's like, well, I question that. I also question that relationship. Um, but there shouldn't be any persistence. should be pretty easy. They should, they should be eager to want to go on a date with you. Because think about it, right? Don't you want to be on a date with a woman who's like really excited? Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, I get a chance to be on a date with this guy. Isn't that the most ideal date in the world? So why settle for anything less? That's my point. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, man. Does that resonate? Does that make sense? I really think I said something really important there. Really important. We shouldn't be dealing with any women that have a low level of interest. So if they don't want to meet up with you, be gone. Do you think that like a high status guy who has a lot of options is dealing with a woman who is flaking or not trying to meet up with them? Probably not. So shouldn't you be doing the same thing? Act as if, right? What's my favorite dating or relationship book? My favorite one. God, you know, it's going to sound really cliche, guys, but one that really, and the reason why it's so popular for many men, that really changed the way I thought about how women and men think differently when it comes to attraction is the way of the superior man. Got to say it, David Data. Pretty darn good book, I will say. Haven't read it in quite a bit, but I read it like two or three times. So I know you see here on YouTube, I have a link coachedbytrip.com. I have a link there pinned on Instagram, coachedbytrip.com. And I don't have any links here on TikTok, but it's pretty easy to remember. Coachedbytrip.com. What is that? Well, a lot of guys are struggling and they're not able to meet women online or in person. They don't understand how to avoid the friend zone like we had our friend here talk about. And they feel that they can't do it on their own, but they have something inside of them that knows deep down that they, they have a chance to succeed. I say that because I've really found a common ground between all the people that I've ever worked with is there's some bit of self-esteem there that says I deserve happiness and I really want to fix all the great areas of my life so I can have the best life possible. If you feel like you're someone who wants to step up in their life, especially in the dating game, which means meeting more women online, meeting more women in person, getting over any kind of social anxiety, and you want help, you want accountability, we have a program that has been proven to be able to help guys. It's crazy how many guys over the past decade we've been able to get girlfriends lose their virginity, have a dating life where they have more choice. And the common denominator between all the people who have ever gotten results in the coaching program comes down to one thing. And it's the best thing ever. They show up to 
all of the calls. They do all the homework. They listen to their coach when we tell them what to do. And every guy who's ever done that in the history of trip advice has gotten amazing results. So if you need help, and sometimes a YouTube video, maybe a live like this, just doesn't cut it. You don't have to do this on your own. You can get help and assistance with a program that is proven. So in order to join the program, you do have to fill out an application. It's a very easy one. It takes about three minutes and 15 seconds at the most to fill out. So you can do that. So you can go to coachbytrip.com. Fill that out and we'll get you some help. So Trip, if you're filtering for high interest, it means most girls who not initially interested in you, they'll never get a chance. Correct. 100%. The women who don't have any sort of high interest will not have a chance with you. Do you have any other audiobooks besides Magnetic? No, only Magnetic. And someone asked here on Instagram, do I have a book? I do. It's called Magnetic. In fact... Here it is. It's on Amazon. You can search into Amazon magnetic trip advice. So for those of you who are not ready to step into a coaching program, there is a book. Check it out. This is a great question, Adam. How do you build self-esteem? Do you have any exercises? Well, first we need to talk about what self-esteem is. So self-esteem is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. That's the most practical definition of self-esteem, meaning that's the most practical way to build self-esteem. Think about that for a second. Does anyone really build self-esteem just sitting on their couch and doing nothing? No, you don't. So then how do you build self-esteem? You build it by keeping the promises you make to yourself. And that means that you're going to be saying to yourself, hey, tomorrow I'm going to the gym. Hey, this week I'm going to talk to five women. Hey, this week I'm going to get pictures from my dating profile. Because then you'll have actual proof that you are an awesome guy. I think that there's a lot of advice out there and Buddhist advice that says you're perfect the way you are, but I don't know how practical that is. I think maybe that's something you end up learning eventually when you start to actually do the practical parts of self-esteem, like keeping the promises that you make to yourself. So start with small goals. That's the practical way. That's how you, that's the exercises is you have small goals and you accomplish those small goals and they have to be small because if they're too big, you won't accomplish it. And then what happens? Then your self-esteem goes down. All right, we got someone here. Marcelo, I'm bringing you in. Are you ready? Hey, man. Hey, what's up? What's up? Where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Oh, I love it. How old are you? I'm 26. Cool, man. What's your question? I have a question about being more of a bad guy instead of the nice guy, you know? I saw a reel of you talking about that on Instagram. And the question is, it's natural to be the nice guy. You say that the nice guy will be kind of manipulative because he wants to make the woman feel good and get something from her. 
for that, but sometimes it's just natural to, you know, say nice things and and compliment the girl. And I just sometimes don't feel like I'm ready to disagree and be more like different than the nice guy. I, I, I have a question. How do you work on that? How do you tap into these different vibe where you're not agreeing so much, where you're not trying to please the woman? Great question. So let's start here. You have to try to be more honest with who you are when you're talking to her. Okay. Okay. So there's a reason why there are people who are uh, really polarizing are really loved by a lot of people. Right. So like polarizing people, half the people hate them, half the people love them. Okay. That is them being true to who they are. Because when you're true to who you are, not everyone's going to love you. But you'll get people who do like you. But if you kind of play this middle ground of, I'm just going to try to get everyone to like me and be nice, people see right through that. Women see right through that. It's not interesting. It's not charismatic. It's not interesting. So I'm not saying that you should never be nice so to speak. But what I am saying is that doesn't work. So it's not the effective strategy. So when you go into conversations, you have to make sure that you're not using that as the strategy and start to be who you are. So that means that if she says something that you don't agree with, then speak up on that. Because as much as this is not PC, building that tension between you and her, teasing her a little bit, being a challenge to her, that stuff just works. And that really helps. Yeah, I actually tried this out. This is what I'm seeing. And she posted a picture on Instagram. And she puts a text in, in, in the photo saying how little princess she was. And I just text her, I don't think you're a little princess, you know. And that actually got me more results than agreeing or just giving a like or sending a heart. She actually doesn't look like a little princess at all. She's very strong and, you know, she's cool. She's yeah, yeah, like here's, this little princess. There's, there's a good point here, Marcelo, is, is probably everyone else is doing the exact opposite of you. And it's not too interesting, right? So it doesn't make them stand out. And what stands out is going to get attention. And what can get attention can build attraction. So there you go. Nice. So cool when people join from different countries. So cool. Do you think abandonment issues may be at times affecting men in dating to meet someone without probably them knowing them knowing being needy that gets rejection? I think I understand your, your question here, Sean. Um, we'll just say this, yes. Yes, if you have abandonment issues as a man or a woman, it will have an effect. It will get you needy, for sure. If you guys have abandonment issues you feel that something traumatic happened in your childhood, you should be reaching out to a therapist to work through those issues because they probably will show up. They will show up in your dates, in your uh, relationships. Absolutely. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Oh, we got you, we got you mid-shirt. Yeah, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Where are you? Uh, are you in Africa? No, no, no. Wait, so I'm in Silver Spring, Maryland. 
Okay. <laughs> you like my artwork? That was given Africa. I love that. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a big African outline behind you. Uh, how old are you? I know where you're from. You're from Maryland. How old are you? I'm 31. 31. Okay. What's your question? So I've been following you for a while. I've listened to Magnetic. I've joined the, um, the online program, watched Hooked. And I got a girlfriend uh, like two months after finishing that online program and listening to Magnetic. And we live together now. We've been together a year and like six months or something like that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, so. I did not tell this guy to come on. I can tell you that much. Thanks, man. So it's been it's been a, it's been a roller coaster, but I just I feel like I need to like keep growing and keep it from getting stale because I feel like it's getting stale. I, I she's not pulling away or anything like that. I just want to spice things up, and I'm, I don't know how to like seduce her anymore. We just kind of like it's kind of like because we're together. We just we just have sex, and I I want to like spice it up. And I I just had a question like, do you think like you have to like spice it up or do you just keep it whatever, routine or whatever? Or like, no, man. Routine is the killer of, of attraction. That's, that's what I thought. I didn't, especially, especially with women. That's, that's killer. I felt it in my gut. I felt it in my gut. So, um, how much time do you guys spend together? A lot. Okay. Well, this is not a unique situation, man. It's, uh, it all makes sense. So how often, like specifically do you guys spend time together? Uh, it's to the point where like we've lined up our work schedule, so we work on the same days and we're off on the same days. So you see each other how many days a week? At least, at least four or five. Okay, and you've been dating for how long? Uh, a year and three or four months. So okay, so so I'll, I'll give you advice. Mm-hmm. It looks like up until this point, you've taken my advice and it's gotten you to this point. Yeah. But I'm going to give you advice that's not easy to take. So be warned right now. Okay. But it is, it will work. Absolutely. Almost, almost guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You're, 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 you basically almost. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. You said that on one of your uh, reels and I was like. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. I, I can prove it right now, right? Did you ever spend a week apart? Maybe you were on vacation somewhere. Well, be interesting to do that without her. Uh, maybe you were just out of town for something. There was an, a period with any girlfriend in the past or her where it was like maybe three to five days. And then you guys finally came together and you were so pumped to see each other and catch up. Has that happened? Yeah. I mean, that's happened like once or twice. The most I've done is probably like four or five days. And I was like, I missed her like crazy. She me like crazy. Exactly. And she did too, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to cut down the days that you guys see each other. We, even though we live together. Oh, you guys live together. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you live together, but I thought you'd see each other every day. Yeah. I mean, so I said three or five days because the day she's working, she works in the morning and I, I don't see her until like the next day. Cause I work nights. Yeah. I think it'd be great to get a hobby so that can keep you busy. Mm-hmm. And that way that you can on those days where you could see her, you should be doing that hobby or hanging out with friends. Okay. I, I, I we kind of stopped hanging out with friends. I think I should get back to that. That'd be oh, dude. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's normal. It's normal. It happens, but it's it's bad. You can't do that. You can't do that. 
you gotta, you gotta be hanging out with friends. You gotta have a little distance so that there's a little, so, so they, they can miss you and that you can miss them. I think, I think you're right because I definitely feel like she, she, she's just like, oh, you're here or whatever. And it's just like, there's that, that genocide quality, that, that spark, those sparks aren't there anymore. You know, and it like creates all this unnecessary awkward tension instead of good tension that you talk about in uh, magnetic. Yes, there's none of that. Yeah, you and know? also, and also, the problem is, is you're so in a routine, you got to mix that up. You got to have date nights. You gotta, you gotta be going to different restaurants. You gotta, you know, go and do some activity you guys have never done before. Mm-hmm. Experience each other in a way that you haven't experienced each other before. And so that can be as small as like, we're going to go bowling tonight. Cause we've never done that before. That's weird. Let's do that. Okay. Or, Hey, we're going to go on a trip together. You know, you should save up some money and go on a yeah, trip I'm and go somewhere international. With her and taking her to Houston next week. So I'm thinking about doing that. Yeah, there you go. Go on a trip. Variety is going to save the relationship. You need to change things up. So Trish, do you have any techniques to like, do you so like, with somebody in the room, I would just be like, "Come here, I want you right now," or something like. Well, I think I think a lot of that desire is going to be built when you get out of that routine and when you're doing something fun and you remember how fun it is to be together. Mm-hmm. I think doing it on a random night. I mean, either you know, whatever. I don't know. You can do some random seduction, get them in the mood type type stuff. But I think the more powerful way to do that is to come off of a really awesome trip together. Mm. Go and do something new together. Experience something different in your routine. Do something different, like do something more. Like, like, like cook a random dinner for her when she comes home. I remember. You know what I mean? Or like do something. Um, say, hey, tonight we're going to put our cell phones away. We're going to turn them off. Let's go and get a couple of blankets and go in the corner of a room and just kind of camp out and just chat. Now that. Might be tough to do, but if you guys have a little bit of distance as much as you can, and then you come together and catch up, it makes it easier to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That's so, a good. So I would try some of those out and start to implement it. It might not happen right away, but over time it should. Uh, if you have time, I have one more question. If, if Hit me. So I suck at flirting. Uh, I thought I was great at it, especially after finishing like that again. The hip program. I thought I was really good at it, but. I don't know how to do it like without like going back to review what I already saw in Hooked. Well, it's because you're not doing it enough. Because it should be happening all the time. By the way, I, when did you get Hooked? Uh, I probably got, I, I finished my medical last Just year. approximately. You don't have to give me an exact date. Uh, like, I, I think I got an April. This April? Mm-hmm. Okay. I okay. You should go in there again. I redid the program. Okay. Does it still have? Does it still have the flirting tips on how to like create? Yes, effortless. Yeah, go into effortless flirting. So, guys, I know this is a lot of context. So, uh, Taiwo, is that how you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You said you can call me Ty. Everyone calls me Ty. So, Ty has my video course. It's called Hooked. You guys can check it out too. Getherhooked.com. And I just redid it. And so there's a whole module in there, Taiwo, called Effortless Flirting. And it teaches you how to flirt. And it's 10 times better than the old one. Still some stuff from the old one, but explained more specifically. I would just go through that. That's going to be more powerful than anything I can really tell you here. Okay. But on the kind of um, higher level here is, is you got to be practicing and doing it all the time. 
Okay. But think tension. Tension's really the, the key to flirting. It's always some sort of tension, teasing, mm-hmm. being a challenge, yep. you know, being polarizing. That's always going to work the best. Yep. I really am. Dude, you're the man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Um, it's amazing how, I mean, you got, you got great results, but the reason why you did is because you did the work and that's Absolutely. the most important thing. Absolutely. So I follow you on um, IG. Would it be okay if I just shot you a te- message? You no, know, keep you like just to stay in touch. Is that cool? Yeah, man. DM me. Good man. Hit me up. Uh, thank you. Talk to you soon. Are you too, buddy? Don't you just love it? Tristan says, I, I have hooked, but I fell off the program. I need to check out the update. Come on, bro. Yeah, check out the update. If any of you have my hooked program and you haven't watched it in the past four months, it's 80% updated. I mean, it's finished being updated, but I redid about 80% of it. So go check it out. Those of you who don't have it, you can go to getherhook.com. Honestly, if you want more help and you want to know what to do, if you want a small step, you can get this book. If you feel you need more help, get the course. And if you feel like you need a lot more help and you're ready to get fast results, then do the coaching. Best way to approach a group of girls at a bar or a nightclub, the best way to do it is to approach one of the women. So very counterintuitive. You don't approach all of them at once. You only approach one and then you bring in the rest of the women in the group or guys in the group into the conversation as you need to. But it's better to focus and approach the one woman you're interested in instead of the whole group. Good question here from TikTok. Oh, good question. Why is it sometimes a buzzkill for girls that I don't have Facebook or Instagram? Okay, so the reason why that's a buzzkill is because nowadays most people have Facebook or have Instagram. So you, you would be an outlier. So if they're like, oh, what's your Instagram? Or like, I don't think... I don't even know how many people even ask for Facebook anymore. Really, everyone's asking for Instagram, even though it's owned by the same company. I digress. So if you are one of the few ones who say, I don't have that, it's just going to come off weird. And it's also going to be like, why doesn't he have that? Because you're not like an old man. You're not like 60 years old where it's like, well, that makes sense. So it's just going to come off weird because... Everyone else has it. So it's like, hmm, what is he hiding? What's going on here? What are the important attractive traits that men should focus on and develop for successful dating and relationships? It's almost like there's too many. I don't even know where to start, but maybe I'll just give you the, the most important ones. Being able, here's one trait, being able to comfortably talk to a woman that you find attractive and socialize in a group. That's going to be a really important, attractive trait that you should work on and develop for sure. Another trait is going to be being able to be non-reactive or unemotional when times get tough or conversations get hard. So that means that you're going to be able to conquer the hard times as they come through women really want to know that you have that mental strength. I don't know if this is a trait per se, but kind of going back to what we were talking about 
with Ty is really being able to craft your own life so that when you get into a relationship, it's not all about her. You have your hobbies, you have your things that you do, you have your friends, you have the things that you go off and do with your friends. That's going to make you more attractive. And also it's going to help with building a, a relationship that that really fixes the problem that I that Ty had. The routine, all that good stuff. All right, one last question. I went on a date last week, ended up making out and hooking up with a chick. Things went great, but at the end of the night, she said she doesn't like making out. Have you ever had that before? Um, yeah, that, that could be a test. But most likely, the reason why she's saying that is because she doesn't want to look easy. So I would be, I would try to ask her like, like, I basically say to her, listen, you know, we can move slower. You can say that to her if that's kind of what's going on there. I mean, I wonder if she's like, she doesn't like making out on a first date or she doesn't like making out with you or making out in general. Like, what is it? All right. If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com. Apply for coaching. We would love to work with you and help you. Just fill out a quick form, give us some information, and then we can hop on a call and tell you all about how the coaching program works, which I'll spoil it right now. We will coach you one-on-one and make sure that you get more dates and make sure that you are meeting more women. We can guarantee it. 95% success rate. That is a true number. I think it might even be higher. So apply today. And thanks for coming.